Welcome to Heartspeak Podcast, episode 160, Loving the Unlovable. Welcome to the Heartspeak Podcast, where valuable insights are shared that bypass the mind and resonate with the heart. Listen, open your heart, become inspired, find the joy and fulfillment that awaits when you follow your heart. And now, here's your host, Dr. Christine Page. Well, hello there. Wherever you are in the world, you are welcome. So good to be with you again. And at the end of this podcast, the end of this session, I'm going to be offering a meditation, so just be prepared for that. But before we start, I hope you're enjoying the movement that's happening now with Jupiter, Pluto, Saturn, Mercury all moving direct again. Jupiter in Aquarius is once again encouraging us and to expand our communities. Who do we resonate with? What does it mean to be in a community? What do we have in common with other people? All of those words I've used before. And as I see in my own supermarket, there are emptier shelves. I'm recognizing that maybe this is an opportunity for me and others to buy locally, to encourage local agriculture, local production. That's the community. And maybe that should be happening anyway. I know there are things that we can't actually grow or create locally, but maybe that's really forcing us to say, what gifts can we offer? What have we all got to offer to our community? Maybe a few tomatoes, it may be a few peppers, but I think that we're going to find that there's going to be more offerings around. And I think that's a good thing. Now, what else has been happening is that we have a full moon in Aries and it is opposing the Sun and Mars in Libra. So Libra is about relationships and harmony and somewhat considering other people. Aries is about considering ourselves, not in a selfish way. Aries is that what I call a boy child or that that inner part of us that goes, what am I? Who am I? Let's go find myself. What inner dreams do I want to manifest? So it is a little bit about the I am, finding ourselves. And this is a good thing. And Aries in itself, Aries in itself can be very adventurous. It's very impatient. It doesn't like hanging around. It always wants to move forward. And there is a competitiveness to it. And that competitiveness may come out if you have areas in your chart, maybe it's your sun, your moon, Mars, Saturn. It might come out in sports. It might come out in your work. And it's interesting that if you're a man, it's slightly more acceptable that you're competitive. If you're a woman, sometimes you're called a bitch. (laughs) And I think that's very difficult for many women who actually have this energy of achievement and wanting to express who they are. Now, at the same time on this full moon, we have the dwarf planet Eris, E-R-I-S. And so the moon and Eris are together. Now, Eris is the goddess of discord. And I spoke about her before, how she was invented by the patriarchy in Greek times to cause discord amongst the women, the goddesses, the beautiful goddesses. And eventually they did fight amongst each other. And I think that's a feature of both this dwarf planet Aries and 
what was happening about 3,500 years ago. Because hopefully not to confuse you, but about 3,500 years ago, we weren't in, uh, humanity was not in the age of Pisces or the age of Aquarius, it was in the age of Aries. So during this time, which was around 2,000 years before Christ until zero, we had this time where we honored the heroes, didn't we? We kind of said, okay, I'm going to war against your hero. And it was all very clean. <laughs> but amongst women, it was very different, or towards women, it was very different. And this is why I think the Greeks developed this dwarf planet Ares or this goddess Ares. Because before that time of Ares, let's say 3,500 years ago, 4,000 years ago, women lived in communities. And what was understood that the survival of you and your children was dependent also on the survival of me and my children. So we actually worked together. And it wasn't that we didn't have partners and husbands, but we understood that it was one thing to actually fertilize our eggs, our dreams, but the nurturing and the continuation of life occurred by women actually working together. And or the feminine, I mean, again, not just women, but encouraging that feminine energy was important. And again, I spoke about seasons a few podcasts back. But about 3,500 years ago, what we saw was the patriarchy go from, yes, let's honor the women or the feminine energy, whatever you want to call it, the earth goddess, and now we're going to say that what, who, the, the person at the top of a hierarchy is a masculine energy. And his, and again, doesn't have to be a man, but the masculine energy is the one that delivers the sperm and therefore has all the power. In truth, prior to that, the sperm didn't have that power. You could find sperm from other people. But now we created harems where the power came from somebody giving permission for your eggs to be fertilized. Okay, so what then happened was I had to be as a woman, number one wife or number one in the harem for my eggs to be fertilized and my children to survive. And this was the beginning of women starting to compete with each other. And we saw it in the time of Abraham, where we saw Sarah, his wife, fighting with the handmaiden who was Hagar, actually competing with each other for whose child was it Isaac or Ishmael that would survive. This was really just symbolizing the beginning of women not cooperating with each other, but fighting against each other. And maybe what I'm leading up to for today is this competitiveness is continuing. And you may have had an experience of this because of this full moon and Aries being conjunct. You may have found yourself uh, being jealous or someone else being jealous of you or your insecurities or competing with a, uh, a mother, a daughter, a wife, um, a wife, a sister, a friend. You may, as both a man and a woman, found yourself competing with the feminine in someone else. And then you're kind of defending yourself like two heroes going at it, two, two fighters. And then you're thinking, why, am I, why are we fighting? 
Because what's really happening is your insecurities are showing up maybe as jealousy or feeling attacked or you're, feel, you know, you're attacking me. When really, this is not coming from your feelings towards me. It's coming from your own insecurities about who you are. That makes sense? So when we need to defend ourselves or attack someone or put someone else down, it doesn't come from a place of strength. It comes from a place of fear. It comes from a place of insecurity. It comes from a feeling of, I don't exist except for when I'm doing this, or I've got to steal energy from this person in order to feel good about myself. So if by any chance you're in that sort of battle at the moment, hopefully you can sit down with whoever you want to sit down with and just say, okay, I know I've, what's going on, this insecurity on both sides. What's really happening? How do I support you to feel less secure, less insecure? How do I support your path? In other words, how can I be your cheerleader to find out who you are? Because you can't be me. Don't be jealous of me because you're not me. And I can't be jealous of you because I'm not you. So it's, it's a ridiculous energy. All we can be is be ourselves. So that then led me on to something that happened uh, last weekend. We went to a party and it was a lovely party, lovely people. And I found myself checking with myself. Now, I'm sure I'm not the only person that does this. Hyper alert, watching. What shall I say? What shall I not say? And these were new people to me, so I was even more on my guard. And I came home and I thought, what was all that about? The need to, yes, please other people, but what was I keeping inside myself that I didn't want anybody else to see? What didn't I trust inside myself? What didn't I, what, what was I hiding? Now, the thing that I was hiding, <laughs> because I've done a, a lot of work at looking at my darker energies. When I was young, I probably was about six years old, this inner curiosity that you know I have, always thought if you have an answer to someone's question, you should give it. <laughs> of course you should. <laughs> I just feel to have a gift of knowing something, why wouldn't everybody want to know it? And I can remember being six years old and I was listening to two teachers speaking. And of course, again, the Gemini, we do tend to listen <laughs> to other people's conversations. And they were asking a question and they were trying to find an answer about, I think it was, had this person arrived in the school yet? Well, I'd seen this person arrive. So of course, <laughs> six years old, I said, they've just arrived, I've seen them arrive. Oh boy, did I get told off. And they said, first of all, <laughs> they said, what did you just do? And I thought, I don't know what I just did, but I probably shouldn't have done it. <laughs> So I first of all said that I had interrupted them. And then I realized probably what I shouldn't have been doing was listening to their conversation. That was my second. And third, just because I had information, it didn't mean they wanted it. <laughs> so I've learned over the years <laughs> that keep my mouth shut, even though I have information. So, and then I always ask, would you like my opinion on this? Or would you like to hear what I have to say? I'm sure I'm not the only person. <laughs> 
And I can see myself sometimes being very quiet and almost people saying, well, she doesn't say much. And it's like, yeah, because if I did. <laughs> but I do, I do I enjoy talking generally. I'm interested, as you know. Well, here was this situation at this party where I met these two new people and they were they were asking questions. I didn't I didn't interrupt. But the questions they were asking, I had answers for that took them to a place that was much deeper than their questions actually required. They didn't want to know more. And I know that I'm talking to some of you who understand that same principle. So as I came home, I'm, you know, I went over and over in my mind, which can happen. <laughs> and in the end of the day, I realized, apart from, yes, I did this, and would I do it again? Yes. Was I causing any harm? No, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't putting down their ideas. They'd ask questions and I was giving answers. Um, the end result was I thought, here's a piece of me that goes back to being six years old where I was nervous and not loving that part of me that was excited to let people know the answers. And so I realized I wasn't loving that part. I have worked with a lot of pieces of myself, which you're about to do in the meditation, but I realized that it's sometimes easier to love you know, very extreme parts of ourselves. But sometimes we can quieten a part of us that it's just natural. In other words, I'm naturally curious. I'm naturally wanting to share. And if that's a problem to other people, then I'm not going to say it's their problem. I'm just saying is I'm not going to hold back anymore. If you ask me a question, I'm going to give you an answer. <laughs> and I'm always considering as to whether or not this is, first of all, of course, doing no harm. Um, but secondly, can I say it in a way that would be meaningful for both you and I? So I thought I would share that with you. And some of you may have other pieces of you that you hold back. They don't have to be big pieces. They just may be, or oh, you're a little bit exuberant, or you, you're wanting time alone and you don't always take it. So it's, not, it's a part of your personality. It's not a bad part. And this really relates to whether I trust myself. Do I trust that I am doing the right thing? Do I trust my intuition to do this? And trust has been a huge issue during COVID. Do we trust our bodies to be able to deal with whatever's coming? Do we trust other people that they won't cause us to get sick? Do we trust ourselves that we won't get sick because nobody can make us sick? And I think that trust is really another feature of love. So loving myself isn't just accepting that, but the more I accept those parts of myself, the more I trust myself. And trust isn't about being good, being in the light, being perfect. Trust to me is every part of me is an essential part and a beautiful part of who I am. And so often we look at, do I trust other people? And that then allows us to actually negate parts of ourselves. So I trust others, but I don't trust myself. What do you think rather than listening to what I think? And I think that the more we love ourselves, the more we can listen to our intuition, and the more we can trust ourselves. And it isn't trusting ourselves not to make a mistake. It's just trusting ourselves to be ourselves and make mistakes. 
or say the wrong thing or do something it's like no this is this is what makes me who i am and i think this is a, a difficult concept sometimes for those who would rather not explore themselves oh i i just send love and light to everything oh i stay away or i just try and be positive you know i i call that the unexamined mind or the unexamined heart someone who says oh i don't care what other people think if everybody cares what someone else thinks don't give me that it just means that you've put that piece of you in a box and you're not going to look at it i've met a few wonderful people who i would consider enlightened beings and every one of them explores themselves every one of them every day has an, an aspect of self reflection so the exercise we're going to do today is about loving all of ourselves some pieces may be hidden darkly in a box and we're trying to protect ourselves from those pieces it's not about liking those pieces it's about accepting that every piece of us is part of our soul every piece of us is that beautiful flower i developed every piece of us is a petal and when we open those petals fully that's what trust is there are no surprises that would be another way of saying it no part of me is suddenly going to pop up and surprise me i trust myself because i know myself and i believe that our life is about knowing ourselves more and more fully so that when we meet someone that we judge or we fear we're meeting a part of ourselves so that we can expand our consciousness thank you for showing that piece of me in you so the meditation we're going to do and again as always only do this if you're in a safe place to do it and you can close your eyes okay and now take a few good deep breaths short breath in long out breath letting go of those thoughts floating around in your head really a good time for this meditation is to be empty <sighs> out of your mind into your innocence in no sense Take your awareness to your heart chakra. Through your heart chakra, see yourself on a beach. And your beach can be on a lake, can be an ocean. And there's a boat pulled up on the shore. Some of you can have a speedboat, some of you have got a boat with oars. And if you're lucky, you have someone else to man the oars. And this boat is a special boat. It's going to go and find parts of you that need to be in the boat. So please go into the boat and let's assume there's some people there to man the boat for you. And as you sit down, a figure comes down the beach representing one aspect of you that you really know well and you like. Now this may appear as a human, it might appear as an animal, but it has meaning. 
it may be i love my gentleness so you that gentleness steps into the boat i love my fieriness uh, that fieriness steps into the boat what part of you is stepping into the boat now there's a part you know well and you like give it a name again maybe the fiery one or the pleasant one and allow it to go and sit wherever you wish in the boat now the boat is leaving the shore we're going in search of an island so you can hear the water lapping against the boat maybe you have a motor or you can hear oars you hear the movement of the boat feel the wind on your face maybe even the spray of the water And you see an island in front of you, small island. And the boat comes up against the shore of this island. And there's someone on this island, one of your sub-personalities that you felt was too difficult to accept, maybe when you were younger. Maybe it's that part of me that I said, no, no, you can't speak out of turn. But what part of you did you abandon on this island because it was unacceptable or too difficult to handle? See that part of you now appearing. Again, can be as a human, can be as an animal, can be a spirit. What did you abandon on this island? Now, you may need to come back when you have more time, but can you persuade this piece to get onto the boat, this part of this petal, this sub-personality? Maybe it will only get on the boat if you promise not to throw it off again. Or maybe you need to say sorry. Do that now, whatever needs to happen. And let them enter the boat and let them take their position on the boat, whatever is right. Now we set off again. And we're going to a place that's near the shoreline, but it's a cave, a dark cave. And you enter through on the boat into this cave and then again there is a shore inside the cave. And you step off the boat and you call into the darkness of the cave for the part of you that maybe you abandoned but maybe 
it left because you were not ready to take ownership of this petal. You're scared of it. Maybe it's powerful. Maybe it's soft and gentle. What is it about this part as it comes now into the light? Who is it? What is it? Does it have a name? And what would need to happen in your life to accept this part fully into your life, for you to embody this piece fully? What would need to change? And you may even visualize how your life would change if you embodied this part, your relationships, your work. Again, you may choose to come back or you may be saying, I'm ready to allow you onto my boat and into my life. Make that choice now. And this piece may only come onto the boat if you are really committed to embodying its energy. So it may not be your choice in the end. Only when you are fully committed. Once again, it finds its place in the boat and the boat pushes off from the shore. Now you have three characters or maybe less, depending on what happened in your boat. And you could spend more time traveling, finding other pieces. Some of them may be in the water. But for now, we're going to make our way back to the original shore And as the boat comes up onto the shore, you can ask each piece to step off, each subpersonality. And then as they stand there, you say, I will commit to you. And maybe you want to do this one at a time, three days for each, one day for each, but really focusing on each piece and saying, if I'm not fully committed, then make it clear now. If I'm not embodying you, make it clear. Maybe they won't even come with you. They will go back on the boat again. But in truth, let's say all three of them are there with you. Now I would expect over this next maybe nine days, which would be three days for each character, you're really committing to each of them in turn. And you're going to be very mindful of when you shut them down or when you meet other people who reflect them and you judge them. And for now, please be aware of yourself in the room where you are, letting the image disperse and perhaps placing your hand on your heart chakra and just saying, I commit. 
you can name each of the three. I commit to you, to you, to you. Now fully back in the room again. In your own time, please make a note of your findings. And when you're ready to open your eyes. And I'll see you next week. Bye-bye now. Thanks for listening to the HeartSpeak Podcast with Dr. Christine Page. Please check out all HeartSpeak episodes in the podcast archive section on www.christinepage.com. HeartSpeak is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and now playing on Amazon Music and iHeartRadio. You can also watch the archive podcast on Christine's channel on YouTube and now on Rumble. Connect with Christine on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook, including her newest Facebook group, The Great Mother Calling. Do share with family, friends, colleagues. Join us next time for another edition of HeartSpeak.